You're listening to a podcast from Burley Heads Church of Christ, from Burley Heads on the Gold Coast. So we're in a Christmas movie series. This is actually the last one because we've got our carol service next week. Um, and each week I've been explaining why. Why do I do a Christmas series and why do I like Christmas movies? So some of you would have heard this, but others wouldn't. Because one of the questions we have and one of the struggles as a preacher I have is we want to do exegesis preaching, we want to go through the scripture, we want, we, Christmas time is a perfect time to talk about the incarnation of God in the embodiment of God through Jesus and the deep theology, especially found in John 1 where the flesh, <laughs> the word became flesh. Uh, but it's also another opportunity at Christmas to have a bit of fun to bring a bit of joy, to invite people along and laugh together and relax and rest in what Christ has done. So that's the first reason I like Christmas movie series. And many of you will know we spent most of the year in Luke, so we have a balance, or we try. The other reason is, if you don't... Um, well, it's quite easy to see once you see a Christmas movie that eternity in, is in the hearts of all men and women. We hunger. This world hungers for something. They're desperate. I... I reckon I haven't, and I haven't been alive that long, but in my third, whole 36 years, I haven't seen people this hungry for something genuine and real, for truth, for life. And they kind of bring that all out in Christmas movies because <laughs> they kind of replace their hunger with an answer, and it's usually Christmas magic, or it's usually the perfect relationship. Mimez watched The Christmas Prince on Netflix the other day. She found a Christmas prince at, at Christmas. That was her answer. Lovely, not going to satisfy. Um, and it didn't satisfy because I need to make Christmas Prince 2 and 3, so there's more problems. But what does satisfy, we know, is not Christmas magic, but is Christ. And so I love taking the gospel and comparing it to some of our favourite Christmas movies as a way to speak to our culture in this time. And so thoroughly enjoy it. And the other fun thing, I have more interaction with you. I get more emails, more texts. Not necessarily good job, but people... Yeah, welcome to send those texts. But um, mostly texts about people stirred by Christmas movies. More emotive conversations I have with you guys when I do Christmas movies. Something in us gets stirred. And so perhaps the silliest one today I've ever done the silliest movie, but my favourite Christmas movie. I can't believe it's taken me this long. I just haven't felt a message come from it. My wife helped me a lot with this one. Elf. Who has seen Elf? It's okay if you haven't. Again, it doesn't... Um, usually I know that a lot of people watch this and go, I've got to go see that movie again, and they see it in the afternoon. Um, anyone want to tell me the story of Elf? Toby, what are we... What are we? Thanks, mate. <laughs> Give Toby a hand, so thank you, so. <laughs> it's awesome. I really appreciate it. So that is the Elf in a, in a nutshell. And the thing I love about Elf, I try to get my extended family to watch it every Christmas afternoon. Um, after Christmas, after everyone's full, I say, oh, start going, Elf, anyone? You want to watch Elf? Um, and the reason I love it is that this character, Buddy, is just so full of innocent sort of joy. And the Bible loves, and, and when I talk about joy, I'm not just talking about our fantastic uh, welcomer, Joy. I'm talking about, I, I, although she does bring joy to many of us as we come into the church, I'm talking about a, a deep, not just happiness, happiness is a fleeting feeling, but a deep anchored sort of peace that overwhelms and is full of joy. The Bible talks about joy all the time, not just buddy. <laughs> it says in Romans 15, 12, 
It says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with the hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. I love this joy that Buddy carries. And I want to just explore for a short moment this morning what it looks like for us this season to carry that joy. When we live in a world where people seem really tired, really cranky, really angry, really frustrated, really stressed, a lot like the characters we've been looking at, the Grinch and Harold from Jingle All The Way, what does it look like to be a bit more like Buddy? And what can we learn from Buddy? And more importantly this morning, what can we learn from Jesus about developing joy, genuine joy? I love this unjaded look. When you see Buddy, he comes like a child to New York. And we're going to show a clip in a second, but it's just, he comes from this place where people trust each other and so where people are loved and cared for. And so, of course, he brings that to New York. Let's look at the first clip and we'll have a bit of a discussion around my first point. It rains, it rains, panties from heaven. Shoo-be-doo-be. Don't you know each cloud contains panties from heaven? Shoo-be-doo-be. You'll find your fortune falling all over town. Be shining your umbrella. He's up, 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 upside down. And trading for a package of sunshine and ravioli. Macaroni. If you want the thing you love. You did it. Congratulations! World's best cup of coffee. Great job, everybody. It's great to meet you. Hi. Come over here, boy. Sam. And every time it rains, it rains. And don't you know it's confident? Closometer suddenly just dropped down to zero. There's just no Christmas spirit anymore. The strain was too much. The engine broke free of her mounts.
I need an elf's help. I... I'm not an elf, Santa. I, I... I can't do anything right. Buddy, you're more of an elf than anyone I ever met. And the only one who I would want working on my sleigh tonight. Really? Really? Will you fix it for me, buddy? I'll try. Papa taught me how. You gotta find it first. You dropped off the sleigh back over there a ways. The engine. The engine. Go, buddy. Go, Mr. Elf. Awesome. Couple of clips there. Um, extremely silly, but I, gee, I love that movie. I love the gum. Um, see, Buddy comes from a place where you can actually trust that if you find candy on the sidewalk, you can eat it. Like, he comes from a place of trust, and so it makes sense that he's going to trust the gum on the sidewalk. He comes from a place that it isn't rubbish. People wouldn't litter in the made-up place of North Pole, but people wouldn't litter there. It'd be safe. It'd be a gift. But he comes from a place where he's loved. He's cared for. People are... He's protected. And then, and then therefore, he gets here, and he carries that with him. He's loved. So, therefore, he loves. He's cared for. So therefore, he cares for people. He, he, he's trusted. He's trusting. Therefore, he, he gets here and, of course, he trusts gum on the sidewalk. The first thing we learn from Buddy is that he's not from here. Not from here. My first kind of encouragement for us today. And why is it an encouragement for you? Because although this is a silly movie, although I'm not talking about Christmas magic, not even that worried about Santa or his elves... Do you know that you're no longer from here? And again, not talking about North Pole. I'm talking about that, actually Jesus asks you, when he asks you to follow him, he says that you're no longer citizens of this place. That you're following a new way. That we don't follow the ways of the world, which is always not trusting, always angry, frustrated, stressed. We turn from that. We actually repent from that. Sure, we make mistakes. And like it showed, we need a reminder, not that we were elf, but of course we need a reminder from our father to say, remember where you're from? Remember who you are? You are set apart. That means your identity, your daughter and sonship rests not in the things and stuff of this world. You too are from a different place. Philippians 3, 19, 21 says this. Their destiny is destruction. Talking about this world. Their God is their stomach. Their glory is in their shame. Their mind is set on earthly things. But our citizenship is in heaven. And we eagerly await a saviour from there, the Lord Jesus Christ. You are not from here either. Teachers can testify to this more than me probably because you see more kids, but you can always tell when a kid is loved. You can always tell when a kid, uh, it may not be the richest family, the poorest family, it doesn't matter. You can always tell when a kid is loved. There's confidence in them. Would you agree with that, primary school teachers? <laughs> um, you can tell when a kid is like, there's a bit of, bit of care put into them. They've got to school and you can tell their lunchbox, they're, they're loved, they're careful. Someone at home really loves them and cares for them. And there's a confidence. Am I right in saying there's a, there's a confidence to that? Where's Steve, Principal Steve? You're right, you see that? You can see when kids are loved. 
There's something about them. They're filled with love and therefore they love. They're safe. They're secure. Therefore, they're more trusting. They're perhaps more confident at school because there's something at home building into them. We can be the same. We, we, we come from a place where we can be safe and secure, not in the things of this world, but our Father. We can carry that security. We can carry that joy. We can be a little bit too trusting because even when we find out the lollies and candy was gum off the sidewalk, in eternity, <laughs> whatever. Whoops, won't do that again, but God still loves us. We're okay. Our eternity is set. We come from a different place. We have a home, a home in Jesus. This does not mean you're always happy. Do not hear me preach this this morning. I'm not saying, how come you're not happy? In fact, sometimes we might even long for the home in Jesus. We might long for more of Jesus. We might long for this eternity. So we don't always have to be happy. It's not a fleeting feeling. But like Buddy, we can have this unspeakable joy Jesus says, come like children to him with his childlike awe and wonder and joy. I love the story of David. Verse slips my mind, but if someone wants to yell it out, I'm not unhappy about that. If um, David at some point when he gets a glimpse from God, he's doing stuff with the temple and he's in the temple courtyard and he gets a glimpse of what he knows, what I think and what most theologians agree, he gets a glimpse of what Jesus is going to do one day. He realises the plan and it says he danced in his robe. And depending on the translation, we know there may not be much underneath that robe. And it said other people embarrassed as they saw him dance and twirl. He didn't care. That's in the Bible. That's a man that God says is a man after his own heart. He doesn't care. It's a bit silly. But he's so filled with joy as he realises where he comes from and where his identity is set. And so I ask you the same question Santa asked Buddy. This morning, have you got a bit distracted? Have you got a bit frustrated, cranky? Has the joy left a little this season? But do you know, not that you are an elf, but do you know where your home is? Do you know where you're from? Do you know who you rest in? And do you carry this joy this Christmas? Let's watch another clip as we learn something else from Buddy. You make Hi. me feel so young. You look you miraculous. Me feel so so do you. Thank you. And what would you like to do? I've got some ideas. I'm such a happy individual. The moment that you just, just reach out in front of you and, and, and take a sip. I wanna go play Don't look. hide and seek. I wanna go and bounce the moon well. just like a toy. It tastes like a crappy cup of coffee. <laughs> you and I are it is a crappy like cup of coffee. No, it's the world's best cup of coffee. Running across the trick is to not get your arm caught with more. Also, never talk your lives because then you'll get sick. Okay, you when you feel comfortable, so you just jump in. You make me feel <laughs> there are songs to be sung. Bells to be rung. Wait, 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 wait. One more, one more. Now look at the size of this one. And even when I'm old and gray. I'm gonna feel the way I do. Come with me. Today. Watch out. 
looks up as she shows him that big she starts to get and see something in buddy he's on a date with this lady and she shows him this big trend he just goes wow that's a big one <laughs> buddy teaches us something profoundly simple but poorly practiced in 2022 a cheap cup of coffee a spinny door a christmas tree a bigger christmas tree buddy is so excited by life He's so grateful. Gratitude. We're cursed in some way in 2022 by choice, options, by, con- by gluttony in a sense, by the consumeristic commercials and things that tell us we're not enough, you don't have enough. There's better out there that we don't sit and just enjoy a massive or even a small one, a Christmas tree. Or just a cup of coffee, which he's convinced because the sign says, because he's so trusting, it's the world's best coffee. And he wants to share that with her. Always someone who has something better, a better house, a better car, a better family, better behaved kids, more money. Always, always someone. But he teaches us to be grateful. I love um, Barry Swartz, he's a psychologist, and I've told this story before, but I reckon it's just sums up 2022. He tells this story of buying a pair of jeans. And he, he tells the story that he goes into a jean store and he says, I just want a pair of blue jeans. And they go, well, do you want flare? Do you want shortcut? Do you want what, 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 what of the hundred variations of blue do you want? Do you want it washed? Do you want holes in it? And he gives them his thing. He goes, I just wanted a pair of jeans. And then he walks out of the store, and I love this, he goes, do you know what though? I walked out with the most comfortable, incredible looking pair of jeans I'd ever owned. And for a moment there, he says, I felt joy. And then immediately after, he felt this bit sick in his stomach because he realised that this is one of thousands of jean stores that somewhere out there would be even a better pair of jeans and it instantly took his joy away (laughs) best pair of jeans he ever bought but he realized there's probably a better one out there how much i know it's silly it's jeans but how much is that true for us we can't even enjoy a cup of coffee or the spinny thing on a doorway or whatever it is for you maybe it's just sitting with your family this christmas and going hey we may not have much in a recession in a heap of different things but we have each other or if it's not family it's friends if, it's, if, it's, if you're isolated, it's this church, your family, we love you. You're here with us. We want you here. We want to celebrate Christmas with you. Or maybe it's just that, that you're breathing today. Sometimes it's been that type of month or year, right? I'm just thankful I'm breathing. There's always something to be thankful for. The weather. When it's raining, fantastic. I love rain. When it's not raining, fantastic. I love when it's clear skies. 
always something to be grateful for and thank God ultimately for. This is such a key when it comes to gratitude. A warm drink or Gold Coast, a cold drink, a swim in the pool or at the beach, a walk, a moment of peace, a satisfying meal or conversation, a good friend, a family member. How often are you thanking God for those things? How often is the first thing when you go to God, it's, I need this. Not, thank you for this. I can almost guarantee of all the things we talk about today, this, this is like one of those things that almost instantly works. I'm not talking about some made-up concept. If you can be more grateful, you will instantly start to recognise the things that God is blessing you with big and small. It's kind of like when you buy a car and you think no one else has that car and then you realise when you're driving around and you've researched it, you realise the whole Gold Coast has that car. When you start noticing the things that God has blessed you with, you just, it's not that he does more of it, you just notice it and you are full of joy. 1 Thessalonians 3.9 says, sorry I've lost it but it might come up there. Nope. No, but how can we thank God enough, it says, for you in return for all the joy we have in the presence of God because of you. 1 Thessalonians 3.19, just one of the hundreds of verses around gratitude, thanksgiving, connected with joy. Gratitude. All right, my last point comes from my last clip today. One more clip of Buddy before you guys have to go watch it yourself. (laughs) Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! I think the sound cuts out here just for a second for some reason. That's all right. You can keep watching. It's something I have to tell you right now. Um, I didn't mean anything I said back there, not, not a word. I know you may be a little um, um, uh, chemically imbalanced, but you've been right about a lot of things. 
I, I don't want you to leave. You're my son, and I, I love you. you wanted to tell me oh right come with me right just a couple of more clips there the uh, clip that cut out a little bit was when the store manager tells elf because he assumes that elf is one of the santa's helpers in the store he goes santa's coming and he as you saw he goes santa i know him and he's so excited by that that he, yeah, as you can tell. And he, there's another scene I cut out where the store manager walks in and goes, they've hired professionals. Like, this is, something's gone on last night. We better be on our best behaviour. And, um, and then that was the father, the, the, the businessman, high-flying New York, that didn't have much time for his family and certainly didn't have time for a son he didn't know he had. That was in the North Pole. And he comes around and says, no, I've been wrong. I like that you might be chemically imbalanced, but for the most part, I've been wrong, buddy. But he's so excited for Santa coming, so expectant because he knows Santa. Again, he knows where he's from. He knows what he brings. By that stage in the movie, Buddy's exhausted by the world and he can't wait for Santa to come and bring a little bit of the North Pole with him. So he's so excited that everything he does is to prepare himself that night, he, the Mona Lisa on a sketch pad, the Lego, the building, he, he wants to get ready because he knows it's going to be so good when Santa comes. This overwhelming hope in the future means there's a hope and a creativity and a joy for the people and places he meets. There's another scene where his dad, kind of embarrassed by him, puts him in the mail room, kind of with the roughest sort of dudes down there talking about how they just got out of prison. And then it cuts, and next minute they're dancing. He's got them all dancing. He's brought the Christmas. He had hope in these people because he carries hope because Santa's coming. He has hope in his dad, almost relentless hope in his dad, that there's joy because he knows Santa's coming, right? But his persistent hope for the future brings about this deep, joy and it changes people and so my last point up here is hope for the future and in people let me say that again hope for the future and in people we can carry this again checking who's here you know kind of in a sense compared to what i'm going to talk about who cares about santa because we carry a genuine hope a genuine joy when we know where we're from, when we know who we are, when we're thankful for everything that God gives us and that we're filled with hope that there is a good king, his kingdom will return. And even though stuff can suck from day to day, we know that he'll make it all right. This security, this hope brings about joy. Even on the worst days, there can be a deep, joy i love the line it is well with my soul that's the type of joy i'm talking about and then we can actually then participate and see that hope in others so the worst person we can think of we know that we are not that great ourselves but we know that they can have that joy if only they meet god so we prepare the place 
We prepare that we do everything so they can meet God because once they meet him, they can have the joy. We might stay up all night, not building a Christmas, but we might stay up all night trying to think about, prepare, get excited because these people, when they meet Jesus, everything changes. This means we don't always have to walk around seeking justice or revenge or comparing or competing. We don't have to. This doesn't mean we have to be unkind or distant or dishonest or get them back or outright evil. We don't have to do that. We don't have to live like that. We don't have to carry that. We can put that down and pick up the hope and joy of Christ. We can even go as far to forgive them. How insanely good newsy is that? The gospel. That we can carry and spread the joy, not just have it to ourselves. You might be thinking, as we just finish off today, you might be thinking, yeah, nice thought, Steve, thank you. I had a lady today that, uh, sorry, last week, one of our op shop volunteers, we did a Christmas, like, a thank you. She hasn't come here. And she said, comes up to me and goes, she hadn't heard me, she doesn't really know me. That well, but she goes, good speech, she said. So, so I appreciate that today might be a good speech. <laughs> but can we hang it on, actually? Is it just nice thoughts, or is this something that was important to Jesus? That's the last question. And how do we get that joy? Well, I want to show you the most recognisable verse probably in the world, and I want to show you that it's extremely important to Jesus to finish up today. It even shows us how we access this joy. You see, the disciples have observed Jesus, and I believe that they observed a deep joy amongst many things. And at one point, the disciples are so curious, they say to Jesus, tell us how to pray. Now, notice not what to pray. We don't need a magic words. They know what words to pray. They're they're Jewish men, disciples. They know what words to say. They want to know how he sees the world. They basically say, hey, Jesus, when you pray, what do you pray for? Because we want that because we see the joy, the hope, the peace that you carry. We want to live like that. Give us your order of the world. Give us what's important to you. Do you start with what you need? Tell us how you pray. And actually, I think it would be a lot like buddy praise in a strange way. Listen to this, and you know this. It's coming up here. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. That means our Father from a different place, a better place. Holy are you. Holy is your name. You come from a place that's right and good and not here. Thy kingdom come. I can't wait till it gets here. I carry this hope. First thing Jesus prays. I come from a different place. I'm, he's my father. I'm from there. It's fantastic there. It's holy. It's coming. Hasn't even got to the shopping list yet. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thy will be done in Burley as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Now he doesn't say give us this day all my Christmas list. It's thank you for the daily bread. Thank you for the extra large Christmas tree. Thank you for friends. Thank you for the things you provide. I know you're all surviving because you're here and you're alive. So we all have something to say, hey God, thank you for the daily bread. Even if it's tough sometimes. Forgive us and our trespasses and then get out of here (laughs) as we forgive others who trespass against us. 
and lead us not in temptation. Protect this. Deliver us from evil. Protect this. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. As Jesus teaches his disciples, he says, hey, when you get up in the morning, it's not about the words. It's about the posture to God. When you get up in the morning, when you finish a hard day, when you're sitting at Christmas and you're, I don't know, you've got a brand new second-hand car and you see the neighbours pull up in the brand new version of that car. When any of that happens, he says, be prepared to see the world a little bit differently. Say to yourself, if need be, God, we're from a different place, aren't we? It's not about that. It's about you. Bring a bit of that in my life today. Bring a bit of kingdom, bring a lot of kingdom in my life today. On earth as it is in my work office. No, sorry, in my work office as it is like in heaven. Bring a bit of heaven to my work office. Do it through me. And then, hey, I'm having a tough day. Thank you for the daily bread. Thank you for what you've given me this morning. Protect it, God. Thank you that you're coming. Fill my life with joy forever and ever. Amen. Whenever possible this Christmas, the Lord's prayer, the Lord's priorities, the Lord's posture, the Lord's keys to true joy. You're not from here. Have a little bit more gratitude this Christmas, church, and have hope in God and therefore each other. It will mean that you accidentally eat some gum or do something you're like, oh, that wasn't exact. I was a little too trusting. I was a little too kind, but it doesn't matter. The gum might last in your stomach for the rest of your life, but it won't last in eternity. You're okay. You're secure and you can trust again because God's still good. Amen. Let me pray, and my encouragement in this last song is to renew that prayer in your heart. Not just say magic words, but pray through that in your context, in your home as it is in heaven, in your street as it is in heaven. Pray that, unpack that, and I just pray that we have a joyful Christmas and people start to see it and want it. Let me pray. God, thank you so much that we actually don't have to bring anything to the table. You've brought it all. We don't have to give, we don't have to look, die for this, to forge the way between you and God. You've done that. We simply point to it. And so, Father, let us remind ourselves today that we're not from this world. We're not worried about the latest gadgets, the latest things. We're not caught up in what someone else has on social media. We're not from here. (laughs) We don't have time for that. There's too much fun, too much joy, too much peace, too much hope to spread. Father, let us be more grateful for the things you have given us, not the things we don't have. And we thank you for your provision. And lastly, let us have just an unmovable hope in you in your coming kingdom, and then therefore in every single person. Let us see the best in people because you see and you have brought out the best in us through Jesus. May your Holy Spirit move in Jesus' name. Amen.